0: Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to get updated on some injury news. We're going to break down this Astros Blue Jay series. And we're going to look forward to the Astros Guardian series. And if you're wondering why Tom is trying to do his best Rob impersonation, Rob's a little under the weather. Couldn't, Couldn't get on the show today, but I will hold down the fort and try to do as best I can minus the big guy. So let's get into it. The uh, general manager for the Houston Astros, Dana Brown, spoke about the injuries of, or the injury updates, I should say, of Lance McCullers Jr. and Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley hit in a batting cage, which is a plus because he has not done any real hitting since he got shut down with inflammation. So things are looking up, trending up for Michael Brantley. Uh, which this Astros lineup could sorely use right now. They're struggling to produce offense consistently, and nothing would help that more than a 300-hitter back in the two-hole to lengthen the lineup. With regards to Lance McCullers Jr., Dana Brown spoke about him having another setback, which this entire season has felt like a setback. They're now going to get another MRI to see what's going on with his forearm-elbow area. And my thought is that the way they made this sound is that there's a surgery or something that is looming that will probably shut Lance McCullers Jr. down for the rest of the season. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that that is not the case. But it seems like this has been something that he has been trying to put off with the rest and throw the rest and throw like like. I think there was a surgery he probably could have had but didn't want to give up the season. Now it's to the point where he can't throw comfortably. So we'll see. I I don't feel positive that Lance McCullough Jr. is going to pitch this year for the Houston Astros. Again, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, it does not look that way at the moment. So let's jump into this Astros Blue Jays series. The Astros are coming off a series in which they almost swept the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, the, the team looked really good. It it had everything going for it. The young guys pitched well. Unlucky to not get the sweep, but you say move on to bigger and better things. Monday started out really well. Jumping into that game, it was a Brandon Belak start against Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa was a monster last season, but this year he had really struggled with a 1-6 record and, and a 6-plus ERA. Leading off, first thing, first inning, Dubon, who's been just a revelation this year. Really, really glad that Dubon is producing at the clip that he is. And uh, hope it'll continue. Leads off with of a single on a line drive to Kevin Biggio. Jeremy Pena follows with a bunt single that was really funny because Alec, Mentor- Alec Manoa tried to blow this thing foul. Literally got out on his knees, tried to blow the ball foul, which was, you know, Something you don't always see. Yordan then singles on a ground ball to the right fielder, Kevin Biggio. And Dubon scores. Jeremy Pena to second. Alex Bregman, he flies out. Kyle Tucker, singles on a line drive. Jose Brady walks, setting the stage for Corey Jokes to come up with the bases loaded. And the first pitch he sees hits a grand slam. The Astros are up 6-0 after they had struggled mightily in the final game of the Angels series. And things are looking up. The team is the team is just beaten this guy into the ground. Alec Mano had only gotten the one Alex Bregman out. And uh well, face Yiner, Yiner singles, face Jake, Jake singles, and then they pull him. So basically the Astros batted around, got one out, and then pulled the starting pitcher, so you're like, this is great. Team's on, team's on fire. Everybody's hitting. Jeremy Peña strikes out. Dubon flies out. That's your first inning. All Brandon belek does, quietly, you know, goes about his business. No, no Nothing crazy happened in the second, uh, or in the first, I'm sorry, in the second. Uh, Alejandro Kirk homers, but you still feel really good about where BLAC's at. His pitch count was in good order. Moving along into the third, uh, single by Diaz, but again, no real damage. Moving on to the fourth, Jordan Alvarez, who all he does is hit tape measure home runs, hits a bomb. It's seven to one Astros. Bregman lines out, then Tuck Homer's, eight to one Astros. Uh, again, uh, uh, Brandon Bielak pitches so well. Just, just not, not, not really doing a lot. Not big strikeout numbers or anything like that. But just keeping guys off balance, getting the outs he needed. Moving on to the top of the fifth, Yander Diaz doubles. Who just, is he's, he's really hitting the ball so well. And uh, it's so rare for the Astros to have a real hitting catcher. Jason Castro, if you remember, people thought out of college he could be that guy. Had some pop, but never really lived up to that hype. Yiner has real Muto-type pop, which is you know not something you just say. And uh, it's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. I really hope that him and Corey Lee, or, or however it works out, becomes the Astros catcher of the future. Because it's going to be nice to be able to say that that's not an out at the end of your lineup. So it's 10-1 to one after a Jake Myers homer. Bottom of the fifth. Uh, Bobichette singles on a ground ball to first baseman Jose Abreu. Here Myers scores. But still a great outing by Belak. Doesn't give up too much. You know, goes. I believe he went. Let me pull that up real quick. So I'm not lying to you. I think he went six innings. But he just pitched really well. I'm sorry. Here we go. He went seven innings after uh, Vladimir Guerrero double Corey, uh, to Corey Jokes. Kevin Kiermaier scores. It's 10 to three. And that's when they pull him. Astros tack on some more. Toronto tacks on some more. It's 11 to four final score. And all is right in the world. You're like, This is the Astros offense. You want to see this is, this is the, the, the team. They had 19 hits. Everybody hit. You're just like, this is a great series. Great start to getting into Toronto. You beat one of what we thought was one of their better pitchers. But as we all know, or if you watch the series, you know that that was probably as good as it got the next day we get uh, Kevin Gaussman who the Astros had some success against going against Hunter Brown. It was it was billed as a great pitching matchup. Top of the first Dubon homers. Again, you're just like, wow, where, where did Mauricio Dubon come from? That is, that is power. We don't see and everything feels good. You're like, all right, we, we, as fans, there's there's a group that believe that when the Astros score 10 runs, you know, the offense just does not come out the next day. And Dubon was trying to prove that wrong. Comes right out, hits a homer. Bottom of the third, though, George Springer gets into one. He's He hits a homer. Kevin Kiermaier scores, and Toronto's up two to one. Still not, not terrible, but, you know, Hunter Brown is very Verlander-esque. He's going to give up a homer or two. And that's exactly what he did. Bottom of the fourth, Darshan Dalton Varsho homers. And it's three to one Blue Jays. Bottom eight, Bo Bichette homers, four to one Blue Jays. And then in the bottom of the eighth, Whit Merrifield doubles on a line drive to Corey Jokes. Black Jr. scores five to one. And that's your final score. The bullpen was uh pretty good in this game. Hunter, I thought he pitched pretty good in this game. The long ball got the best of him. The offense only ended up to manage four hits. And it's just you you feel like, well, we kind of knew that this Astros team would struggle second game or the day after a big offensive explosion. No big deal. Moving on to the next day, you still feel pretty good about where you are. You took the first game of the series. Knowing you have Fromber at the end of the series, you feel pretty good about an opportunity to at least split, maybe win the series by winning uh, this following game against uh, Bassett for the Blue Jays. This guy was really good. Um, It's amazing. Like when the Astros get to a point where they get really aggressive, sometimes it really works out to their favor. In this game, however, Chris Bassett just was mowing these guys down. He pitched uh, eight innings. And I don't think he had to come out of the game. Like, they chose to pull him out, but I think he only had 81 pitches. He probably could have finished that game, but it was a close-scoring game. Renell Blanco pitched really well, really impressed by all these young kids that are coming out of the minor league system for the Astros. He goes six innings. Gives it three hits, two earned runs, five Ks. Again, the long ball was was the difference maker for the Blue Jays. Uh, top of the first, Jose Altuve lines into a double play that probably would have, uh, you know, if Altuve could have got something going, probably would have scored a run there. We miss out on that opportunity. Jordan Alvarez, homer's top fourth. It's two zero strokes. Everything feels really good. Bottom four, Toronto comes back, Bo Bichette homers, still feeling really good about things. Bottom six, Brandon Bell homers, and that ties the game. And then in the bottom of the seventh, Alejandro Kirk pinch hits, hits a single on a line drive to center field, scoring Dalton Varsho. And that's it. That's the scoring. It's tough when you look at this Astros lineup and, and can't understand how they can't score more than two runs in a game. This team feels like, they should be a better hitting team even with their struggles take out jose abreu take out you know whoever's whoever's the uh the 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 plug in center fielder they still should they still feel like they should hit and unfortunately they really struggled they had five hits and three of them by, were by dubon and the other the other one was jordan navarez and then jose abreu gets a hit so on a night when Altuve goes over four. Tucker goes over for Uh Yiner Diaz who I spoke about. He went over three jokes over three McCormick over three. And then Gray Kessinger gets his first MLB start. He goes over three. It's really tough to, to get this offense going when you don't have the guys on base. You don't have the, you're not getting into the bullpen. That was something that really frustrated me about this series up to this point the first game the blue jays use six relievers and then they get the next two starts by guys that basically with you know seven and eight innings basically re- replenishing that bullpen giving them a chance to get back into it when if, as the astros if if i'm watching this game i'm i'm telling them, hey we need to work counts we need to get deep into that pen because they 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 got works they got work game 1 so the Astros are down in the series, two games to one, going into the series finale, which you feel really confident in because you've got your guy, your ace, Braun dealing. Top of the second, Alex Bregman homers on a fly ball, and we're off and running. It is, it is, uh, my bad, my bad. Pulling up on my numbers here. It is 1-0. Jake Myers grounds into a double play with the bases loaded. It makes it 2-0. Feel like that was a definite missed opportunity. They had the bases loaded with nobody out and only come away with one run. Bottom of the fifth, fifth, Max Chapman grounds into a force out to Framber with the bases loaded. And it was a it was a real critical play. Framber got into a lot of trouble. He walked three batters in the fifth inning. You really feel like that was a, a an opportunity, you know, that that was the middle of their lineup. If you could just find a way to get out of that jam, that you were going to be okay. And Chapman hits a grounder right back to Framber. And Framber instinctively goes to second base to try to turn a double play. They have one out in the inning. And he went to home. He could have got the force out and maybe got out of it unscathed. But then Alejandro Kirk comes up, next batter up, hits a ground rule double, ties the game at two. Then Brandon Belt singles, and the Blue Jays take the lead three to two. And that's the scoring. Three to two is your final score. Again, the offense just absolutely sputtered. You had horrible hitting performances up and down the lineup. The Astros out hit Toronto six to five, but 0 for Pena, 0 for Altuve. Jordan Alvarez gets pulled in the third inning after aggravating an oblique strain or, or, or tweaked it or something. The, the report that I read was that he had felt some discomfort, which is a horrible word for Astros fans right now. He felt some discomfort in the batting cage and re-aggravated it after, after two swings and misses in his first at bat. Corey jokes came in. He went over to Bregman one for four. Tucker. 0 for 3 with a walk. Uh, Jose Abreu, two knocks. So, again, this is a guy that struggled, but he made a a critical error, a base running error where he got gunned down and they had first and second with nobody out and that just kind of got the wheels in motion. They ended up not scoring in that inning. Chaz McCormick with two hits. Myers with a hit. 0 for Maldonado. I was really upset with this lineup when it came out because they had flip flopped Jeremy Pena from their natural position without Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve has been the leadoff hitter for this team for the better part of what? Two and a half, three seasons now. And Dusty decides to bat him in the two hole. Jeremy Pena's numbers in the two hole are well-documented. The guy hits a ton hitting in front of Jordan Alvarez and, uh, he went over leading off. Uh, he's tried to lead off a couple different times this season, and it's not been it's not been good. So I didn't understand that, but nonetheless, the Astros lose the series three games to one, and they are now thirty six and twenty seven, still still second in the AL West. Not a terrible place to be. It's more of like, oh, what could have been. You feel like. The game before, the Astros had the lead, could have won. This game, Astros had the lead, could have won. So with the exception of the second game where they just got really, really dominated, you really feel like this team could have won three out of four of these games. And then when you when you couple that with the game that they lost to the Angels, the last game that they lost to the Angels, this record could look uh, totally different with those four games going the other direction. But tough, tough luck losses are going to happen. Excuse me. So this was a road game. It was really, really tight contested. Toronto's really battling to get back in that division there at the bottom. And their record is only one game worse than the Astros. So it's a good baseball club. I know Astros fans are frustrated. I'm a little frustrated. But I feel like there's still a lot of good baseball in front of this club. Looking forward to the next series that go to Cleveland and play the Gardos. And this is a team that while they're four games under 500, they've got studs in the lineup. They've got a couple of decent pitchers on this team. I don't think you can, you can assume that the Astros are going to win. They have a great shot to do it tonight though. Christian Javier seven and one with a 2.84 ERA and 72 Ks, goes against LT Allen. I do not know who this is. Logan Allen. I am sorry. That's who that is. It goes against Logan Allen, who's 3 and 2 with a 2.76 ERA in eight games. He's pitched 45 and two thirds innings. He has 47 Ks with a 1.34 whip. I feel like that's advantage. Astros there. One guy that you really got to be careful with in this, in this matchup is going to be Jose Ramirez. The guy just had a three-homer game, so he's starting to heat up, which is a scary thing. When Jose Ramirez is hitting, that guy can go on some crazy tears, and you just really hope he doesn't do it against your ball club because he's immensely tal- talented. The following game, we get J.P. France going against Tristan McKenzie, who's just coming off an injury. Uh, that's a, That's a stud young pitcher for them. So... Hopefully the Astros can generate some offense in that game for JP France, who's pitched really well. He's just been on the wrong end of some things, but uh, I, li- I like that matchup. It's going to be, a, I think that's going to be a really good game. And the following game, the the the, the third game of the series, the day game, and you get Brandon Bielak going against Shane Bieber. There were rumors that Shane Bieber is out there to be had on the trade market That's a pitcher that I would love for the Astros to go after, especially knowing that Lance McCullers Jr. may not pitch a game this season. If he can be had, I don't know what it would cost, but I think he has proven he's got elite stuff. He's an elite pitcher. He's the ace of their club, so I would love to add somebody like him. He's 4-3 and with a 3.57 ERA. So definitely a game I'm going to be watching for that reason. Uh, Obviously, we hope the Strohs get that win, but I'm definitely going to be watching him to see exactly what he looks like and to see if that's something that the Astros should add. Uh, Honestly, selfishly, if the Astros beat him up, I would be interested to see if that kind of sways uh, the Astros to go get him or if it, you know, I mean, the guy's got great numbers, so it shouldn't matter. But I always wonder what what general managers think when they see a player and they they go, oh, well, we had great success against him. I don't want to trade for him. But as far as starting pitching goes, I'd love to see him in an Astros uniform. And that is basically where we're at. Uh, Hopefully the Jordan Alvarez thing is not a big deal. I really hope that it's like, Jose Altuve's oblique thing where basically it felt like a little tweak, a little tinge, something like that, but that he's back in a couple of games. Maybe this Shane Bieber game. We'll see. And that's our show. I'll definitely be back with you. Um, hopefully with Rob at the completion of this guardian series on Sunday, I believe it is. Yep. On Sunday. again, I can't say it enough. If you're looking to watch this game with myself and Rob or any of the other crew members on the relevant app, you should definitely hop on the relevant app and check us out there. We have a great time, uh, you know, kind of let your hair down, tailgate, uh, bar type atmosphere, you know, a couple of dope beverages in hand. And we really just enjoy the game with a bunch of other Astros fans. There's a lot of great information, a lot of really smart people in there talking, Stroh's talking, you know, all the baseball teams, right? Uh, it's a it's a Stros chat, but we get Dodger fans that'll come in. We'll get Philly fans that'll come in and just chat it up with us. And it's a great environment. If you definitely want to watch the game and feel like you're watching with a group of friends, download the relevant app, find the Astros fanatics page and come hang out with us. So for myself, for Rob, when he gets back, we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the fillet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At US Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground.